Hello, hello, and welcome to the Sarah and Laura show. You mean the Laura and the Sarah show? No, yes, I do. didn't. Yes, We're do. also known as the We Get It Cancer Girls, aren't we, Laura? Yes, we are. Um, we get it. Yeah, we get it. I, I always like to give a bit of an intro, actually, about We Get It, because I think it's important people know who we are, what we do, and where you can find us. So We Get It is a Bath-based cancer community for any age, any gender, and any cancer. So whether you're in remission, you're living with cancer, or you've just been diagnosed, we understand, we've been there, we get it. Do you know what we forgot to do, Laura? Or what did we forget to do? Hello, I'm Sarah. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, and I'm Laura. <laughs> Don't get them mixed up. It's very rude not to introduce yourself, isn't it? Don't you think? Well, yeah, but I think people are going to get to know us. I'm so sorry. Um, okay, so I'm Sarah. You're Laura. We're the We Get It Cancer Girls. Um, we Get It is what? Number one. Tell us about our number one title. Well, we're Bath Life finalists. I think I'll take that as the number one, number one slot. Number one support cancer group in bath yes uh, do you know what I, I, what sticks us apart is that we're really open and honest and our branding is absolutely amazing because we don't want to be like the other cancer charities we want to be the disruptors we want to be the cool kids on the block we just want to be we there are, for people we are the cool kids on the block without a doubt <laughs> my kids don't agree but there you go <laughs> check um, out sarah's beanie now that's cool it's anna 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 sweatshirt I'm trying to knock a few years off, what can I say? Uh, so uh, we do weekly get-togethers and we do monthly get-togethers and we have events and all sorts of interesting things. How can you find out about us, Laura? You can find out many, many ways. So on our awesome website, which is wegetit.org.uk, Facebook page, Instagram or Twitter. And actually, we just recently launched our LinkedIn profile as well. So check that out on there. If you jump on our website, you may be delighted or interested to find that we have lots of cancer stories. So it's something that we're really keen to do is to create a cancer library. So a library of cancer stories so that if you jump on our website, hopefully you'll find someone who's had a similar experience to you, um, which I know I would have found really, really helpful when I first had my diagnosis because I had a rare thing. But yeah, it's something we're really proud of and that's something we want to grow and grow. Yeah, so if you would like to share your story, please get in touch. Um, just go down and you'll find an email address and give us an email. And if you're happy to share, we always think that if one share is stored, one story is, sorry, one story is shared, then, and it helps one person, then, you know, we're happy. We're happy people. Okay, that's us. Should we go for a break? I think I need a cup of tea, really. We need a break. Yeah, we need a Kit Kat. <laughs> Back after the break. Bye. Podcast number two. Last time or on our very first podcast, we talked about the good, the bad and the ugly about cancer. Great title. If you haven't listened, do have a listen. Uh, we shared some funnies, we shared some sad times and we shared a few good times, which um, we're not apologetic for. We think there are some silver linings to our cancer journeys. Mm. Um, so today... What are we talking about today then? Well, we're going to talk about what to say, what not to say, and what the silly things we say, actually, and people say to us. But actually, <laughs> yeah. Do you mean what's helpful and what's not helpful? Kind of, yeah. 
but actually what people also give you as well is is that you know this this when someone's diagnosed with cancer i know even i kind of go oh my god what do i get you what do i and i have to really think back in what was useful for me so these things that we share guys might you might connect with it you might not we're just trying to help you so you know it might work for you might not take what you can take what you don't I think that before I had cancer, I probably said some really unhelpful, annoying, possibly rude and irritating things to people um, when they had a diagnosis because I didn't know. I had no idea what would be good and what would be um, what would be a bad thing to say. Um, so we all learn. So we're not pointing the finger at anyone and saying. Oh, the person that said that that's really annoying we're trying to use that as an experience to kind of make things a little bit better for the people in your lives that um have had a diagnosis do you know what what might be useful as well is that sometimes it's good to ask the person and say actually what it what is useful like what do you like to say and what do you not like to hear because and write a list or, or speak to that person because what sarah thinks is really useful and i do it it's completely different but everyone's so different so just sometimes it's good to just chat to your friend and say actually what's really what really annoys you you know because there's so many things that kind of like after a while was on repeat like how are you oh my gosh like how are you oh it was that was so hard like how are you oh it's a million dollar question that's really interesting laura because i remember a girlfriend of mine um alluding to something that happened in her life and i sort of caught wind of it and said what was that you you hadn't shared that with me and she felt that actually I had too much going on in my own life um, mm. that she didn't want to bother me. And she was being kind. She was she was being thoughtful. But actually, it made me feel rather uncomfortable that our uh, that our friendship had shifted mm. into a different place. And it was it was imbalanced in that she would listen to me talk about what was happening to me, but she was not sharing her stuff. Mm. And actually, I really really wanted her to continue to share her stuff with me. Because you do want to kind of feel normal, actually, and be part of life itself. Because sometimes you f- you feel quite abnormal, like go into hospital, any treatment plan, go through surgery. And actually, you just want to hear those those stories, actually, the deep, dark stories from other people's life, just to kind of feel like you're part of it. Yeah, I think that actually um, life goes on mm. and you have to remember that people um, love sport love music, their kids are annoying, their husband's irritating, um, they they really are into their fashion, they used to go to the pub. Like, you have to remember all those things about people, they're still in their lives, just because they have a another big thing in their life doesn't mean to say that they don't need all those things, they don't love all those things, they probably are desperate to have a conversation about, oh, I don't know, the rugby, you know, Mm, I'm not sure if I want to talk about the rugby right now. <laughs> but, you know, it's really important that we remember the whole person and not just the diagnosis. That, that is key, I think. I think that's key. Don't talk to my cancer. Talk to me. I think talk to the whole person. That's that's a really key thing. Okay, so when we come back, we will share our the good, the bad and the ugly advice and help we've been given along the way. Hello, hello, we're back. I'm Sarah. And I'm Laura. And we're the We Get It Cancer Girls. Today we are sharing our 
good, bad and ugly experiences of helpful and unhelpful and brilliant things that our friends and family did for us when we were first diagnosed, hoping that it might be useful for you too. Yeah, and so we're going to start off, I think. So yeah, for me, my best friend from school made me a memory jar and she'd kind of contacted all of my friends for like stupid and ridiculous stories um, about myself um, over kind of a lifetime. And she said to me, when you're feeling like not great, put your hand in the memory jar and read a story. And it was just, it was actually just a really super kind thing that I would never, ever have thought of doing for anyone else. And also it took quite a lot of time. Um, and actually it did make me smile and it was something different that I would, I didn't get from anyone else that it was really thoughtful. So yeah, thanks Joe. That kind of meant a lot. A memory jar for me was something that was really, yeah, really thoughtful. Oh, that sounds really lovely. Yeah. I'd like to read the funnies. <laughs> there were some random, there's like school stories. Like she contacted my school friends, my uni friends and my, my, my current friends. So there were some really, really random school stories. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad Facebook wasn't around then. Yeah. Maybe it would have been great to like do all your bad hairstyles or something through the ages. <laughs> no? um, I've always had long hair, Sarah, except okay. when I had cancer. Then it was bald. <laughs> okay, so mine is um, much more of a practical, brilliant, good thing that um, my lovely mum friends who I all met when our kids were little and we did water babies together. So that I call them my water baby mums. And they organized for loads of food to go in my freezer turned up at my home so I literally just got home from hospital and this very handsome farmer-like chap turned up at the door with massive carrier bags and he said Sarah Baker so Jess he said these are for you and I just literally filled my That's freezer cool. with gorgeous nutritious delicious foods that my kids could have my partner could have and that I could have and it just sobbed That's because amazing. it was just a big yeah. it was a practical thing off a list I knew that they loved me I you know they were thinking of me but it just took it just it took a task out it took a task out for my partner it took mm. a task out for me I thought that was brilliant I, I gotta agree actually any food parcel or bacon nutritious cake or a lasagna yeah absolutely was yeah my best friend did that to me every week she'd kind of bake something and then put in an inspirational quote bless her yeah but I think that number one top tip buy food make something bake something drop it off it'll always be much appreciated yeah because sometimes you're really tired and you actually can't be bothered to eat or cook so actually when it's provided for you uh, it's amazing <laughs> I was thinking I'm just really tired all the time anyway. I'm not, I spend a lot of my hours in the supermarket going, oh, God, children, they need feeding every single day. What am I going to make today? Uh, so, yeah, so take, you know, just take that pressure off somebody, you know, mm. send, send food, buy food. Yeah. It's a, lo a really, really lovely idea. Do you know what, though? If you don't know, I will say this, but if you don't know what to do or say, sometimes a simple just heart on a text message you know, is absolutely just a beautiful thing to do. You don't have to say or do anything just on that day of chemo or on that day of surgery or on that day you're going to a consultant, just send a heart so that, you know, that you know that you can feel that level that someone's thinking of you. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. Okay. You can so keep it simple as well. Keep it simple, she says. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything complicated. So, you know. Uh, what is, I know, actually, we had, so last last time we had favourite biscuit, I've just sort of another favourite, you 
know, because this is open to everyone. Favourite emoji. You're going heart emoji. Oh, I do like the, the Spanish dancing lady. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about you? Well, I would have said the lightning strike, but currently oh. I'm really fan of the you know the whoosh with the star i don't yeah. even know what it means is it a shooting star i'm a whoosh star fan yes. at the moment so yeah sarah likes a bit of a shooting star <laughs> and i like the dancing lady <laughs> read into that what you will the end okay so bad annoying oh. irritating things oh not you laura you're not irritating of course i'm not sarah <laughs> tell us What's irritated you the most or that's angered you the most or that's been the worst bit of advice that you might have followed or not followed during your cancer journey? It's really difficult, isn't it? Because for me, it was just the repeated questions of, I'm going to go back to it, of how are you was really difficult because I didn't want to affect or hurt anybody. So I just say, well, I'd have two things. Yeah, I'm fine. Or do I go into the deep, dark kind of intricate medical details of actually I can't sleep at night I'm having a rave at three o'clock I'm on steroids my head is itching my mouth feels like metal I feel sick constantly and I need to go to the toilet a lot so you know would I give because I didn't want to upset anybody and also I knew they couldn't understand that so I just used to go yeah I'm fine so the, the kind of how are you I did find quite um repetitive and difficult sometimes because I just used to shut shop we talked about this last time, didn't we, about how we're managing other people's expectations mm. all the time. Yeah. Did you did you not get grumpy at any point? Did you not just actually, did that mask ever slip and you go, yeah, actually, yeah. I did actually. I Rubbish. used to just see, I, I really liked it when people would ask me different questions. Actually, I would like to say, what did you, I would like to say, actually, what does it feel like when you have chemo? Like, what does it feel like when the, when the kind of, the needle goes in and the fluid goes in? Like, what's the kind of like side effect? I, I would like people to ask more like difficult questions and not be scared to ask me those like medical questions or those really weird questions. Like, cause I just wanted to educate people. So just ask me whatever you want, like, but not how are you? Yes. So when we have our get togethers, we have that level of conversation, don't we? Yeah. Because, because we understand yeah. that actually it's not too intimate a question to to ask somebody mm. um and yeah sometimes you want to share because like you're going through a pretty unique experience it's mm. you know it's time to kind of tell your story you know it's for instance if i people if i see people staring at my scars on my legs i'm like go on ask me ask yeah. me ask me do it ask do me it. About it i've got a story you know i've got this amazing mm. story i'll ask me the question and i'll and That's I'll tell it. you. What about you then, Sarah? What did you find that was probably not a bad, but what did you find kind of a yeah difficult when people maybe said to you or would ask you? I think that when I reflect, what I've really struggled with is people suggesting that the cancer has been brought on. So, oh, why did you get cancer then? You know, if in some way I'm partly to blame. Now, I might be partly to blame. And there are lifestyle cancers. We mm. know that. Um, but that's a pretty darn yeah. in-your-face question to ask somebody who's got possibly a death sentence above their head, mm. isn't it? I think that's 
we're saying, you know, ask us a question, but that's almost just over the line, mm. isn't it? It's uh, it's quite it's no, quite it's in your face. One. And I, I mean, had that many a times. And yeah. those and I think those questions are they're kind of relevant. Because you're questioning that anyway, aren't you? You're kind of saying, why why have I got cancer? You're kind of questioning that anyway. But for people to ask you it, you're like, I've got no idea. Yeah, and I think that's why what we do, we get it, is we're not being worthy. We're not saying, you know, eat this, do that, Mm. jump over that, take this. You know, we're we're not offering advice. We're either signposting if you ask us or we're just listening and yeah. sharing our experience, which is why we're really different. I mem- remember somebody saying to me, oh, what you need is red grape juice. You've heard that Ooh, cancer cure, red grape juice, haven't you? And I'm not sure if I got that one. No. I so, don't get red grape juice. You know, like, my problems would be solved if I had the red grape juice. You know, well, you think about all the medical you know, science stuff that's gone into trying to cure cancer. If Mm. it was that easy, I would be buying shares in red grape juice. Anyway, yeah. So that's that's where I'm at on Mm. um, discussions around advice for people. And I would say be wary of buying flowers as well, because especially if you're in hospital, they do not allow you to bring flowers in. So one of my friends, I had literally the day before chemo and she came in like with the flowers and I was like, oh, that's lovely. And the lady was like, and then literally the nurse was like, yeah, and we've got to take them away. So I just wouldn't buy flowers because they can also cause infection, flowers can. So yeah, go for anything but flowers. <laughs> I could have opened a hand lotion shop. Oh, right. Yeah. I had so much hand lotion, which actually... Um, it's just I could a, actually do with some now. You could, yeah. couldn't you? Yeah. I could. <laughs> yeah, lots and lots of hand lotion. I think I've just about got through it three and a half years later. But, you know, it was a nice thing. I wrote. I, I actually wrote an article. Maybe we'll come back to this yeah. on another podcast. You know, what's useful to take into hospital, actually. Yeah, and we. Yeah, because I think both of us have had kind of like survival boxes or kind of, you know, gift boxes of lots of things to take. So, yeah, I definitely think it's something to revisit. Okay, before we come to our ugly, funny, embarrassing, uh, what not to say to people, should we take a break? Let's do. Let's take a break, Laura. I'm Laura. I'm Sarah. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to mix it up because Sarah always goes first in everything. Snooze, you lose. Everything. Not true because you always say your thing first. Oh, okay. Let's go with Sarah first no, then. because I need you to go first. <laughs> You're leaning on me for this one. <laughs> so we're back to the sillies. We had to kind of have a real kind of moment and, and reflect on this because actually it's important to have silly things sent to you or given to you. And actually my international friends um, sent me a package. International friends. Yes. Yes, listeners, viewers, int- my international friends, not my friends, my international friends. Who live in South Korea sent me a package of... That's a di- another country, isn't it, Laura? <laughs> sent me a package of korean face masks korean socks amazing and also um korean like kind of foodie bits but also like minions like minion cardboard things that you could just hold on your face but like i don't particularly like the minions and i'm not not sure if i've even seen the films (laughs) can i can i just clarify the korean socks and masks 
with is, is that with flags on <laughs> no <laughs> omg like if you've not seen korean socks or korean masks they are amazing so they have like little cat like cat pictures on their masks oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like a mustache or they'll have like loads of different like animations on their masks or like what, the yeah. so- what are the socks like so it has like a male and female sock so then it has like a little picture of like a little male face and a little female face and then sometimes they kiss and yeah they're just like are they're- you saying people or cats for some reason <laughs> i'm seeing cats <laughs> these are people well actually it could be multiple things i've got i've got like things like um hulk socks i've got like uh wonder woman socks like in korea like it's really famous to have anyway lots of different socks anyway, it was a really fun funny package and on the last day of chemo i forced my sister and uh, my brother-in-law to actually make a poster because we were that bored in chemo okay to say it's my last chemo and then put on these face masks and then dance our way out of the chemo ward but no one really cared what we were doing and i was so like excited about like putting these face masks on dancing we even filmed it i've actually got a film of it but no one even looked at us that's going on the grid yeah no one even cared but anyway that was something silly that i got given and i did and it was just yeah it, it lightened the situation it was fun I feel like I need to share a sock story. Okay, bring on the sock story. Ooh, can we bring on our socks next time? Yes. Awkward. <laughs> but our feet are under the table. I've got like four we and a half. Put on, we can put them on our hands <laughs> and do faces. Make sock puppets. <laughs> now she's going too far. <laughs> Come on. My partner bought me um, compression socks. Oh, sexy. So it's basically a... A sexy story about compression socks that I had to wear a lot well I, I had to go and so when you've had surgery you have to have this isn't anything well I suppose it was a helpful yeah. a helpful gift not definitely not the sexiest gift he's ever bought me but you know um you, you go when you have surgery you have lymphedema which is where you have fluid where but it doesn't move away and it's very uncomfortable and very unsightly and um, yeah, pretty painful at times. I had to go and have special sock fitted. So the lady, the lymphedema lady measures your leg um, and it has to be a certain tightness because what it's trying to do is send the fluid back down, Mm. in my case, back down to my leg. And um, so that was white, I only had the one. Yeah very difficult to fashion one massive white um surgical Mm. stocking thing very useful thank you to the lovely lady at the RUH Mm. who did that for me but Simon bought me some compression like running compression socks black ones uh my fashion changed up at that point see actually that leads me to remembering how many uh, how difficult it was dressing when Mm. For ages, I had like a cast on and then like a shoe boot thing. So if you've ever broken your leg and you've had a cast and you've had one of those sort of boot things on the bottom, it was a bit like that. But where I had lymphedema and I'd had surgery, I had to keep going back and having it recast because Mm. my leg would shrink back and shrink back Mm. a little bit more. But we had to keep the fluid going. So I had all this sock thing and I had the, yeah. So it's not really a funny, but it, you know, part of our relationship and the cancer was him buying some nice black compression socks. Has he bought you any... Um... <laughs> careful, <laughs> careful what you say. Cat socks. <laughs> no, Simon, where are my cat socks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Simon. 
I do love a sock. I love a, I like a slipper sock. Don't you? Oh, see, the thing is, I wear, I wear socks, not great socks, to work every day. So I'm not really bothered about my socks. But it is quite important for me because in that foot and leg, I can feel the cold. Mm, okay. And it can get quite stiff. So mm. my, oh, I've got some like, those kind of like sensitive. ugg-like slipper things. Ooh, they're nice. Oh, they sound good. So good. They sound good. Um, should we take a break? Love to. So, sadly, we're nearly at the end of podcast number two. Thanks to the Lukes. Thank you, Luke and Luke. The BA1 radio lads who have helped us record this today. We love you. We love you too. What's that? I did glasses. <laughs> what is she doing? Um, yeah, thanks for having us. Thank if, you, Sarah. Thank, thank, thank you. No, thank you, Laura. No, no, th- thank you. If you want to find out more about us, where should the good listeners go? Please check out our website, which is wegetit.org.uk or any of our social media channels. And if you would like to share your good, the bad and the ugly, get in touch, please. Get in touch. We really, really do love hearing from people. Yeah. So tell us what you thought. Share your stories. Um, or if you want to, if you prefer to DM, it doesn't all have message to be us. public. Message us and you will hear from us. Shall we say see you next time when we're hoping to talk hospital bags? More, yeah. more hand lotion chat. Can you, can you even wait? Face masks. <laughs> oh, I might bring in my face mask. Just to show you. Brilliant. Great for the radio. And. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sarah, that I won't. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much, guys. We'll see you soon. Over and out. Bye.